Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This episode is brought to you by Epsilon and their award-winning People Cloud loyalty solution. Personalization should be integrated into the entire customer experience, including, of course, your loyalty program. With this in mind, Epsilon recently released a guide outlining six key components that will put you on the path to personalizing your entire loyalty experience. This guide challenges you to do some housekeeping and reconsider how you think about your current and future loyalty personalization efforts. So, to download your copy of the report, visit epsilon.com forward slash let's talk loyalty. As one of the world's largest retailers worldwide, 7-Eleven has been a brand I've wanted on the show since day one. Their U.S. loyalty program called Seven Rewards has won some of the loyalty industry's top awards. And so I was thrilled to get the chance to interview Raghu Mahadevan, the chief digital officer at 7-Eleven, and get his expertise and insights on how to achieve extraordinary customer loyalty. So, Raghu, first and foremost, welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you, Paula. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited, Raghu. I think, you know, I've been writing about 7-Eleven in all of your various um, amazing uh, possibilities around the world, whether it's Scandinavia or Australia, and obviously the incredible work with 7 Rewards in the US. So it's uh, super exciting to hear your story. So let's get straight into it. And please tell me, what is your favorite loyalty statistic? Paula, that's got to be net promoter score. Um, it's the first and foremost thing that comes to my mind as um, I think about the customer. And it starts from how much the customer is an advocate of the experience that mm-hmm. is served up to them. And um, it, it, serves, it, it kind of shows up in many different ways. It's either a formal survey in which we measure net promoter score or through a customer satisfaction through our customer care team or the app store ratings and yeah. so on and so forth. But that's the number one uh, loyalty metric that we continue to obsess on, which is how do we serve our customers even better than where we are today. Wonderful. Well, it's music to my ears, Raghu. And, um, you know, we certainly talk about Net Promoter Score a lot on this show. And I love the fact that you use the term customer obsessed because I literally actually yesterday had a conversation with uh, Fred Reichelt uh, for another episode of the show who you probably know created Net Promoter Score. And he absolutely said that, Raghu. It's brands like 7-Eleven that are obsessed about loving customers that actually do. It comes through in all of the work that you deliver. And I think customers ultimately feel that loyalty. So that's uh, super exciting to hear. Certainly, Paula. Um, and over the years, it's become a more commonly adopted metric that, yeah. you know, a lot of loyalty teams 
um, continue to measure. Yeah. And it's like the re- most realistic measure of how the customer is an advocate of yeah. the program. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So um, just because we're talking about statistics, you did send me through a couple of, in advance. So just for the audience who mightn't be, I suppose, as aware as I am in terms of the sheer scale of 7-Eleven globally, I'm just going to quote a couple of them, Raghu, if you don't mind. Um, the first one, I think, is actually a, a real point of pride for you guys. So 7-Eleven actually invented the convenience store concept in 1927. I think that alone deserve extraordinary recognition. Definitely, Paula. The, um, you, have a, you have a long legacy. It's a 94-year-old um, legacy that 7-Eleven introduced uh, convenience in the industry. Yeah. It, start, it started from an ice house in Texas. Okay. And it's grown in and it's grown globally into what is now upwards of 77,000 stores yeah. serving customers um, uh, in yeah. across, across the globe. Uh, is uh, which is which is a pretty fascinating history. Extraordinary. And we continue to continue to keep customer at the center as we move forward. Absolutely. And the other one as well was 10 million customers a day, Raghu. I mean the mind just boggles. It's an unbelievable number. It's great. We are really, we are really fortunate to be in the center of many communities and being the go-to destination for customers. Yeah. As we look to serve their um, needs. Of course, of course. And I think what uh, what we have to comment on, Ragu, is how much those needs have dramatically changed in the last 18 months. And I'll be very interested in your view in terms of whether, you know, new things emerged or whether it just accelerated things that customers already wanted. Um, but before I even ask you that, Ragu, there's so much within the Seven Rewards program. I'd love to get a sense of where it's at um, in terms of like what kind of scale is Seven Rewards at in terms of its membership numbers and any of the history, I suppose, that you can share with our listeners, because I think I said to you before, our number one audience is the US and number two is the UK. Number three is actually Australia. So there's very different experience with 7-Eleven around the world listening to the show. So so just I'd love to hear about 7-Rewards in the US as it currently stands. Our loyalty program, again, Seven Rewards, uh, the Seven Rewards loyalty program has uh, has evolved over the many years. Mm-hmm. I mean, in what started in what started in the early uh, 2010s mm. as more of a punch card program, frankly, like folks used to walk into the store and they used to get a seventh cup free. Cool. Um, whether it be yeah. it, whether it be the hot coffee drink or it be the big gulp, um, and that's how it started. And then around at the same time as we have seen absolute digital acceleration across the industry. Mm. We have evolved um, the seven rewards program to be um, app-based program Mm -hmm. and certainly not overnight, but surely and certainly more personalized program for the customers where it's right now a points program. It boasts uh, close to 55 million members and with a large number of 90 day active membership base um, with our new seven rewards points program that's grown and even accelerated through the pandemic. Um, Wow. You mentioned one of the things also that we have seen customers evolve through is that their needs have significantly changed. Yeah. um, Just through the pandemic. Of course. What used to be uh, always a quick in and out Mm -hmm. has the need has kind of evolved into a quicker in and out as they look for safe and convenient shopping experiences in the store. Yeah. More more so outside the store as 
customers have found delivery not more as a luxury, but as a necessity. And we have pushed the pedal on a lot of these dimensions of increasing our contactless payment experience in the store, mm-hmm. at the pump, accelerating delivery. We are nationwide um, in the US with uh, seven now delivery, mm-hmm. which is more ways in which we are meeting customers in how they want to have the shopping experience and when they want the shopping experience. Yeah. And and you're absolutely right, uh, Raghu. I mean, as long as I've been in convenience retail, which, as you know, is about probably three years, and uh, which I think is similar to you. So I've been writing, you know, for, for the guys in Liquid Barcodes, all about, you know, the, uh, the essential part about eliminating friction. I think we've all had that experience of being super uh, busy, frustrated, and maybe on our way to work or an important meeting, but needing to stop in a convenience store. So the industry has always impressed me with its laser focus on eliminating that. And we always took, I think, safe for granted. So I love that you've included that there because it has become something that we have to be, I think, more explicit about if, if I'm right. Is that something that you're feeling that you need to articulate for, for members all the time now? It is the, you know, safety, convenience um, and value. These are things that we pay almost constant attention Wow. Pandemic, no pandemic. Yeah, but definitely through the pandemic, the safety aspect of it is has more has kind of found its way to come across as an expectation in more ways than one. Mm. I'll give you a quick example. Yeah, during you know as customers you know through the pandemic as customers shopped at stores, we start they started feeling how you know it would be great if we could shop without having to have a very in-depth interaction at with the store associate. Now, not all customers are like that. And mm-hmm. we certainly don't want this to a one-size-fits-all. But for those customers yeah. who feel that they want to have a quick in and out, within seven rewards, we have launched um, the mobile checkout feature. It's can, pay, go. So you, ha- you enter a store, you mm-hmm. grab your quick coffee, you mm-hmm. go- grab the donut or the croissant you want for breakfast, mm-hmm. and you don't have to stand in a line Neither do you have to have an interaction experience for those customers who choose so. Mm-hmm. They can scan the product with the app. Mm-hmm. They can pay in the app. Wow. They can use a confirmation station to confirm that they paid yeah. and walk straight out the door. Wow. So in more ways than one, it's a very safe experience. Mm. It's even quicker of an in and out. So you also avoid standing in lines for customers who are <laughs> sensitive to it. Yeah. And it makes a huge win-win both for us and for the customer. Yeah. Yeah, operational speed in a way that, honestly, I don't think we could ever have predicted. Absolutely right. Wow. And it's going to be more, and I certainly believe it's going to be more of the norm. And had you started working in that, Raghu, can I ask you, before the pandemic, or was it literally a brainchild of it? Because I think we've talked before a couple of times about, you know, this idea that necessity is the mother of invention. And sometimes when you're just in such a challenging situation, you find solutions that you wouldn't have um, even looked for before, because obviously, as we said, you were already optimizing for speed. So is it something that was already in the pipeline or just came through as a result of the, the pandemic? Yeah, Paula, at 7-Eleven, we have a long history of innovation. Mm. And uh, like as you rightly mentioned, this is something that we had started working on pre-pandemic. So we had launched okay. a pilot with what we call mobile checkout. Okay. We launched a pilot in the summer of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
the pandemic essentially accelerated uh, the rollout of our pilot. Okay. So we were we were headed down this path as we were anticipating the customer need for quicker and faster convenience. Mm-hmm. And and the pandemic essentially made it a necessity more than yeah. a luxury. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure your workload probably tripled overnight, Raghu, did it? I think the entire industry basically. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. And for people who don't know, I think it was super important for me actually, and maybe it was the same around the world, but the fact that convenience stores were deemed as essential services, I think first of all, that gave um extraordinary, I suppose, extra respect to the convenience store industry. Um, I don't think any of us had realized before how reliant we are on being able to stop by locally and, and pick up anything and everything we need. Need. So it would have absolutely been extraordinary if we hadn't been able to shop in our local 7-Eleven through this whole period. True, Paula. Um, we and our entire store network, uh, we feel in many ways grateful for the opportunity to serve the customer at a time of need. Yeah. The convenience store format definitely helps the quick in and out when customers have, yeah. especially in the middle of the pandemic, before the vaccine started coming, where there was an apprehension to spend a lot of time in a big box retailer. Yeah. Um, the, the store format definitely helped the customer for more than just the quick stop by. It started becoming the destination for mm. the grocery fill-in more so often than pre- previously. Yeah, yeah. And as well as the mobile checkout, Ragu, and thank you for explaining that because that sounds fabulous. Uh, We don't have it where I live, so hopefully it'll be coming soon. Um, But you also explained to me before this call about this whole idea about even customers who want to pay by cash, which definitely must have given you additional challenges in terms of finding solutions that, again, meet this safety criteria, meet the speed criteria, and, and again, make sure people can get in and out, but still get to pay with cash. So I'd love you to explain the the, the solution you found for that particular cohort of customers. Yeah, Paula, great question. Um, there, there are a few things we did to ensure that they have a very safe and comfortable shopping experience um, for the cash customers. Mm. On the in-store shopping side, even before we get to Seven Rewards and the app experience, one of the things that we did across the entire store footprint is ensure that there is a plexiglass shield um, that we protected both the customer as well as store associates so that the transaction, um, even if it is a cash transaction, is very safe in store. Okay. The advancement we've made, um, again, pre-pandemic, which we had uh, started building in the Seven Rewards app, is the digital wallet. It's not... I mean, I think a lot of retailers and a lot of, lot of apps that we have have digital wallets. Mm-hmm. One of the things unique in the digital wallet that works for 7-Eleven is that it is a safe haven for cash customers yeah. to load cash into the wallet so that it becomes a faster transaction every time they shop at a 7-Eleven. Mm. So we built that very specifically with cash customers also in mind because mm-hmm. that is a significant good chunk of our customer segment mm-hmm. uh, shop our stores mm-hmm. and with the 7-eleven wallet it's just another payment mechanism where they can park they can park the money yeah. and use it as and when they shop our stores love it wow and and again i think we're all familiar with the term of having a card on file so you know the whole concept of a wallet in my mind was 
a place where I put my credit or my debit card and again had that speed and simplicity so I didn't have to find a way to pay every time. But to extend that out for cash customers, that's absolutely fabulous, Raghu. Can I ask, is it is it within seven rewards or is it for the for all 7-Eleven customers? How does it actually uh, operate in practice? Seven rewards in many ways is the heart of the 7-Eleven app. So when you when a customer downloads the 7-Eleven app, it's basically the seven rewards loyalty program and the app has all of the digital features and services okay. built in in one place one of the in the app okay and one of them one of them is the digital wallet is the 7-eleven wallet got it so okay. as you download the app you take the app to the counter mm-hmm. put your you know a 20 dollar bill the store associates scans the wallet loads the money and then you have $20 in your wallet. Brilliant. As opposed to the more traditional credit and debit, which are all already baked into the app. Totally, totally. And, and I love that actually, Raghu. And it's a long time since I've been responsible for building a loyalty app. So um, one of the things that I really admire, and maybe the whole industry is doing this right now, but I love that you have everything in one app. Because when I was, as I said, responsible for, for building some, there was always this concern about if you put too much functionality into one app, it would become extremely heavy. People wouldn't download it. So it was sometimes the case in telecoms, for example, where there was an app for the core business to, to, to monitor your kind of, you know, your normal kind of um, mobile phone bill. But there was a separate part for the loyalty program. But I what I'm hearing coming through is for you guys, it's actually almost like like what I see in, in like really advanced digital markets like China, where they have these like super apps. So everything lives in one place. And I guess what that achieves then is the customer has multiple reasons to download it rather than having to say, oh my God, I have to download another app. Like it's just so compelling that they, they, they wouldn't do without it, I guess. Definitely. Again, it all depends on the customer preference. There are some customers who would you know, for them, it's one other app. They download it, use it, and then they decide what they want to do with it. Mm. But like you mentioned, having all of it built into one app is definitely less friction than having to download one more app. And mostly for most customers, that's kind of the def- preference they have. Mm-hmm. And for that, we are continuing to incorporate or thread the entire ecosystem together. And we are currently in process of adding a couple of more of our 7-Eleven entities into our single app. Um, oh, more cool. so wow. for something like um, our restaurants, which we have at 7-Elevens. And how do you make that a core part of the 7-Eleven app? And that's something that uh, you, you you will see in short order. Oh my goodness. Wow. That sounds like something I'll, I'll have to keep a close eye out for, Raghu. Yeah, definitely. Very exciting. Very exciting for us to see how we can um, rope in those customers also as part of our loyalty yeah. program. Yeah, and I should congratulate you as well, Raghu, on a couple of things. And um, first of all, you um, you know very helpfully, but but quite casually mentioned fifty five million members. Um, the last figure I had from my own research was about forty million, which I think was pre pandemic. So the growth has certainly accelerated. And for my own amusement, I went to see what kind of um, population of a country would that equate to. And I came up with the fact that um, Seven Rewards had more members than the entire population of Canada. Um, But already 55 million now, I'll have to find another country that you equate to with your membership base. We are are humbled, but excited as well. Yeah. um, With the customers who are 
looking to 7-Eleven um, as their shopping destination. Yeah. And hopefully we can continue to amaze them with our uh, experience and wow them with a delightful experience, frictionless experience. Yeah. So that uh, we keep the number growing. For sure, for sure. And and I suppose as loyalty professionals, Raghu, we always talk about obviously the importance of quality as well as quantity. And we've talked through some of the actual propositions. But another thing that really impressed me, I literally went onto the app store to look at, you know, the kind of ratings that your app is getting. Um, and I'm sure you, you monitor this as a KPI yourself, but with um, a score of 4.8 out of five, which is absolutely extraordinary. And that's from 208,000 ratings for the 7-Eleven app. So clearly it's working and resonating with customers in terms of, you know, how useful they feel it is, as well as, you know, just being able to do things like, you know, capture their rewards and earn kind of, you know, points and prizes for for doing their shopping with you guys. Definitely, Paula. It's something that um, is very close to us. As you mentioned, it is part of the customer feedback um, that we seek. Mm-hmm. And we very closely look at what customers tell us through the um, app store reviews, but there are many other channels from where we seek customer input. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, you know, we are fortunate to have a world-class product and engineering team yeah. that can yeah. take the feedback that the customers give mm. and then put it to good use, make okay. the enhancements we need and then sell them back. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And you've already mentioned as well, Raghu, that uh, innovation is obviously a core value for 7-Eleven. And you know, it's one of my favorite topics and I've seen lots of different things. So I'll give you, I suppose, almost just the opportunity to, to showcase any particular one that you want to at this point. But just some of the ones, I suppose, that caught my eye because they're they're super cool. So you've mentioned things like machine learning, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, um, and I've even seen some things with, I believe, voice activated uh, refueling at one point, I know was being trialed in a number of stations. I think it was pre-pandemic, but from an innovation perspective, like beyond those, you know, really important developments around payments, as we've talked about, and, you know, the hygiene and contactless, what else do you think 7-Eleven or 7Rewards is doing from an innovation perspective that you're super proud of? I'm going to give you two examples here. And okay. uh, one of them from um, Seven Next, which is our R&D division, which is really focused on working on what that customer experience of the future is and what the store experience of the future is. Nice. And as we look across the industry, mm-hmm. one of the things that the customers, if you take mob- things like mobile checkout and um, wallet pay and so on to the next level, you almost think about cashierless stores, which is you've seen a number of different retailers focusing on yeah. cashierless stores. Yeah. We have a cashless store in our store support center here uh, downstairs, which we have built with proprietary technology. But one of the things that we are looking at is how do you scale this across a 10,000 store footprint? It's great to have one or two or three cashless stores, mm-hmm. but how do you take this experience yeah. and scale it across 10,000? So that's number one. The second one yeah. is something which has been an absolute win with seven rewards customers it's a very new feature and it's on the heels of the voice activated fueling which you mentioned which is a price lock feature which we are piloting in dallas okay with this feature the customer enters the 7-eleven app gets to seven rewards and then sees fuel and has the ability to lock the fuel price in for the next four days and the price that the customer locks is the lowest price 
around the customer, not in one store, but the lowest price around the customer. So they get to look at the price, mm. take the price and lock the price for four days. Wow. And what this does is to put customer in control of, in many ways, the pricing. Yeah. So that as the, as the you know, as the market evolves, the, that brings the customer, that gives customer the certainty yeah. about the price which they pay for fueling. Wow. And uh, we are hearing great reviews from customers. Um, it's a pilot that we are running across Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah. And uh, hopefully once we have enough learnings and we fine-tune that, you should see that uh, scale across. Wow. I love that, Raghu. Um, I seem to recall that might have been trialed by 7-Eleven in Australia. Or, or am I right? Yeah, that's a, that's a big Absolutely, ab- absolutely has. Okay, it wonderful. Something that, uh, it's something that um, 7-Eleven Australia had... Uh, piloted and try um, and piloted and done yeah. I think a few years back yeah and it's something that uh, we are uh, very happy to launch as the first player um, in the US wow well i think it's absolutely genius ragu and i've said a few times on on this um, on this show that one of the things i remember um in fact from the recession but i suppose another time of uncertainty in the world is that that's when customers really need something that is very reassuring from the brand so what i'm hearing as you said if the customers in control and i know obviously i'm going to need to refuel in the next few days then why should i not get the benefit of what's available from, you know, my favorite 7-Eleven store in terms of pricing, because if it goes up the next day, it always upsets me. And it's the opposite of loyalty if I don't have some level of control over the pricing that I can access. Yep. And it's a big customer win-win because you mentioned if the prices go up, then the customer locks the lower price. And if the customer goes down, we'll give customer the lower price, not the locked price. Wow. It's a huge win-win for the customer, no matter which way it moves. Yeah. Well, that's true innovation, Raghu. And again, we've often said that you've got to get the basics right. So, you know, the the beautiful things about, as we've talked about, the stamps and the the points and the rewards. Um, And I will ask you actually about the the streaks concept as well that you've uh, launched there in the U.S., but actually to be able to say, you know, definitely on the, the value piece, you can absolutely give customers that level of reassurance. I think that's lovely. And it very much proves that 7-Eleven is being loyal to its customers rather than just expecting them to be loyal to you guys. Something that we try in every single time and across just not the teams working firsthand on seven rewards, Mm -hmm. but it's across every part of the organization. Mm. You brought up a small small example in terms of the streaks or the points. Yeah. That's almost um, an effort that we do across the company, really noting what's wins with the customer. How do we work cross-functionally with our merchants and our vendors to figure out what is the product that needs to get on streaks so that it's the product that the customer likes and it's something that serves the business. So yeah. it, it kind of works across the entire value chain. And am I right in understanding, Raghu, that this idea of streaks, which I think is something that you do um, talk to customers about, but you might correct me on that piece, but essentially, as I understand, your, your strategy is to identify the opportunity for frequency of visits and habitual behavior that you can just continue to encourage and give them almost like multiple points to make sure that that habit is is literally accentuated and multiplied yes one of the things we um one of the things we do there paula to what you mentioned is 
we definitely try to tailor this to the customer experience and the customer behavior that we see. Okay. There are many, there, there are, and this, this applies differently for different customers. Mm-hmm. And we are on a journey which actually, actually tailors the streaks for the customers to ensure that it is something that the customer likes. Mm-hmm. If customer, if customer likes product A, yeah. we want to ensure that you get loyalty both ways for the customer behavior on product A wow. instead of putting streaks with, a, you know, just on a blanket, a bunch <laughs> of different products. Yeah. So, yeah. That's something that we try and tailor to the extent possible. Okay. And again, we all talk about personalization, but that's bringing both personalization and integrity together because I think we've all worked in places, Raghu, where, you know, customer likes product A, so let's try and see if we can get them to buy product B. (laughs) And we're focused more on our cross-sell and our commercial objectives when actually what the customer wants is just to get more of what they love. Absolutely. Oh. I mean, you pick the you you pick the morning coffee, yeah. and if the morning coffee works wonders, then we want to ensure that yeah. it's also rewarding for the customer because they choose us for that quick morning coffee, mm. and that's where the seventh cup program really resonates as part of seven rewards. Wonderful, wonderful. One other area I wanted to, um, I suppose, just benefit from your expertise, Raghu, is there's always a great deal of um, confusion about, you know, what can we expect in a convenience store in this entire industry in terms of what proportion of our customers are likely to be members of our loyalty program? And there's lots of different terms like scan rates, for example, I think is the most common term for convenience retail. But again, there's people, you know, listening to this show that work in airline loyalty or lots of different categories, hotels, et cetera. But what would you advise um, would be fair to say, given that we have come through, I suppose, again, very dramatically changing customer behavior, what would be a good um, experience for a store to aim for in terms of a proportion of customers that is swiping or scanning their um, their loyalty program with them? <laughs> yeah, it's a, good, it's a good question, Paula. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, you know, if you ask a very, uh, if I were to take this a bit hypothetically, okay. I think you always want hundred percent of your customers to scan the, scan the seven rewards app. Of course. Is, yeah, totally. We want, we want everyone entering the store to be a seven rewards member and use the app and enjoy the benefits of the rewards program. Sure. Um, easier said than done. Uh, not because customers preferences, but it's always depends on um, what is the customer need state or the drive that brings the customer to shop the store? Okay. And that also tends to um, influence what we call internally as scan rate. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, different folks have different uh, ways of referring this number. Yeah. One thing that has happened is the pandemic has accelerated the blurring of the lines between convenience, grocery, QSR, you name the format um, yeah. of yeah. this. And as we have worked through that, uh, we have seen a spectrum of use cases. So, for example, uh, we measure not, you know, what we go by is not just the scan rate, which I mentioned, but also based on if we have seven rewards members, what percentage of our customers adopt our digital services? So, more than looking at you, for example, there might be a, a customer segment that makes the unexpected unplanned quick stop and they come into a 7-Eleven mm. and they may not be the person, the, they may not be the customer who is a habitual 7-Eleven customer. Okay. And which is fine. And mm. our effort is to ensure that we provide 
the great level of safety value convenience in the store a mm. delightful mm. shopping experience so that we get them as a seven rewards member mm. ahead of that for folks who are already part of the seven rewards loyalty program we want to look at how can we make their shopping experience even more delightful mm -hmm. with the digital services so the second level of metrics that we look at is how much how much engagement do we see of our customers mm -hmm. across the ecosystem okay so that gives us a good feel for what is the customer seeking in terms of whether the feature is resonating, is mm -hmm. that something part of what they expect as they enter 7-Eleven? Mm -hmm. How should we morph it? Mm -hmm. And when we do all of that, we move the broader metric up, which mm -hmm. is we learn more and more about 7Rewards customers and more customers sign up for the program. Wonderful. Yeah. And would you give us a range in terms of, of the scan rate? Are you happy to give us a, at least a target that would be a, a good result? Given that, um, you know, given that a good fraction and a predominant fraction of transactions um, are cash transactions. Okay. You know, we would, you know, we aspire to be, you know, upwards of 60, 65% of customers um, using the app. Okay. Are we there? We aren't there. Okay. We are we are we are working our way there. Okay. But you know, it's almost as as much as we want to ensure that hundred percent of transaction hundred percent of non non cash transactions are seven rewards. And that's kind of our always aspiration. Nice. Because we do, we want to ensure that customers can shop the way they want. Mm -hmm. I don't you know, we can't force the customer to change behavior. I yeah. certainly never don't. Ask, no. <laughs> aspire to do that. <laughs> yes. Um, but to the extent the customer can use the ecosystem, what we call eligible customer, we okay. want to ensure 100% scan rate with wow. eligible customers. Oh my goodness. Wow. I love the ambition, Raghu. I mean, you might as well set the target at 100%. Why wouldn't you? Easier, yeah, like I said, easier said than done. But if you don't set the target at 100, not making progress. Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, set the bar high. And you referenced something earlier as well, Raghu, which I didn't get a chance to pick up on. But it was the whole idea about engaging with the, the customers when they're outside of the store. I'd love to get a sense of what you meant by that, because, again, the, the amount of time that any of us spends in a 7-Eleven store in our life is obviously a very small proportion. So how do you um, aim to connect with people when they are outside of your stores? Yeah, one of the things, Paula, that we um, uh, at 7-Eleven, uh, what we started uh, way back in 2017, 2018 timeframe is mm -hmm. a diligent um, thought to the evolving customer need around delivery. Because customers want to be served not just in store, but want to be served where they are, when they are, whatever products they want. Mm. And if you take a look at our footprint in the US and it applies across all countries where we are mostly, in the US, 50% of US households are within a couple of miles from a 7-Eleven. And mm. that's just an amazing, just an amazing number to go yeah. by. Yeah, amazing. And which, which, which then puts us in a position to be one of the closest to the customer to get the products in the shortest possible time, mm -hmm. which is what led to engaging the customer in our delivery service, which is called 7Now. Okay. And as part of the service, customers can place an order, not just from their home, but from wherever they want. We have something called 7Now pins, which can deliver to beaches, parks, and so on. But wow. essentially, customers can 
order what they want from a 7 Eleven, mm-hmm. and we get the products to them whenever they want and 24 7. As we are one of the wow. very few yeah. uh, available options 24 7 for whatever the customer needs are. And that is what is the aim is to serve the customer in their ecosystem, not necessarily when they are in the store, but wherever they are. Wow. Oh my goodness. I love that pins concept, Raghu. I had seen it actually in some of the material you sent me before our, our call today. And even I think it mentioned, as you said, parks and and, and uh, beaches, but also like a park bench. You know, you can literally say, <laughs> I'm here, I'm thirsty. Can you send me my coffee or my Slurpee? Or, you know, I just think that's incredible capability. Yeah. And the way you, and the way things are going, as you see around, I think it is not too far away that that delivery is going to be done by a drone. Yes. <laughs> right. Sure. If you're in the park, no matter, it could be in the middle of a lake boarding and then maybe <laughs> we can make it happen. Wow. Wow. Oh my God. Super exciting. So I suppose the um, the final piece that I wanted to talk through today, Raghu, um, was first of all, you know, just really to congratulate you on last year's loyalty award that you won and then this year's loyalty award which you won literally yesterday so we're recording now the end of October I think this show will be heard in November so uh, many of the listeners may already be aware but I did see so in 2020 you guys won the customer loyalty strategy platinum award from our friends in loyalty 360 so again just to get the the top award in what probably is the most advanced loyalty market in the world for customer loyalty strategy. You must have been already extremely proud. And then tell us what you won last night at the 2021 awards. No, thank, no. First, first of all, thank you, Paula. No, we're very excited. And again, once again, humbled to be recognized um, in, in the best of class category there. Yeah. Last night, we, uh, uh, we won the platinum in the technology and trends category, uh, following up on what you had just mentioned from last year. Yeah. And uh, super excited uh, about how the customers see the program landing with themselves and yeah. the advocacy that we get. Yeah. And yeah. we also won the category in mobile first convenience. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, that, so I think, yeah, both of them, uh, again, I go back to where we started this uh, all, which is NPS. Yeah. And these, you know, when, when the cust- when the customer advocacy is there Yeah. and, and then a lot of these things um, uh, are good to see along the side as we continue to evolve for the customer. Wow. My goodness. Well, it's fabulous to see the recognition coming through, Raghu. I'm sure there's massive celebrations happening in 7-Eleven head office and, and throughout the US for that extraordinary award. So I think that's actually all the questions I had, Raghu. I'm thrilled at the timing, as I said, the fact that you literally won that award yesterday. and thrilled with the opportunity to hear about this 55 million um, member base um, and all of the extraordinary innovation that's coming through from 7-Rewards. So is there anything else that you wanted to add from your side, Raghu, before we wrap up? No, I would just, um, you, you know, this is, uh, loyalty is a very interesting, exciting and challenging um, topic or journey, mm-hmm. um, not just for us, but I suspect for every retailer there, not just retailer, for everyone out there. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, there's just continuous learning and I'm, um, you know, it's a, uh, it's good to be in that in that mode of learning and serving the customer. So it's great, and I appreciate Paula for um, uh, having this, uh, having the giving me the opportunity to have this dialogue. 
Wonderful, wonderful. So without further ado, I will just say thank you and a huge congratulations to Raghu Mahadevan, Chief Digital Officer at 7-Eleven. Thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights, and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 170 executives in 20 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews and thanks again for supporting the show.